Thank you, Gibsons. That was awesome. All right, we're going to be in uh, Luke chapter 1 if you want to turn there. And if you read the Christmas story in Luke, what we're going to see is we're going to see people who are afraid. And there is a lot of fear in this Christmas story. It is not the snowy Thomas Kincaid picture that we see on Christmas cards this time of year. Um, It'd be interesting if he actually came out with a Christmas card that reflected the first couple chapters of Luke. It'd be interesting. But there is fear, there is trembling, and there is uncertainty. So let's start in Luke uh, chapter 1. We have uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth, and they can't get pregnant. So an angel of the Lord ends up appearing to them and, and to Zechariah, saying, hey, your wife is going to have a baby. I want to look at what the reaction is by Zechariah, starting in verse 11 of chapter 1. It says, And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. Okay, so Zechariah is troubled. Look 15 verses later, because I just want us to get a snapshot of what's going on here. We'll pick it up in verse 26. We're still in Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And then, and then look at her reaction here. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. So Zechariah's troubled, Mary's troubled, and then look at the reaction. Once Jesus is born, look at how the shepherds react. Turn to Luke chapter 2. So Jesus is born now, and it says in verse 8, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. So there's, there's fear, there's trembling, there's troubledness, But here's the thing. In these first two chapters, God shows us what he's up to. So here's here's what I want us to, to take away first. One, fear and uncertainty creep in when we aren't sure what God is up to. And when we don't see a way out and when we rely on ourselves, when we forget about the Lord, when we try to handle things in our own strength, when we don't trust in him, then, then fear is going to creep in, and we will be troubled. We are people who want safety and security. We want assurance that all will be okay. Well, here's the thing. Safety comes in having Jesus as your Savior. You are his, and he is yours. That's why it says in Psalm 118, verse 6, listen to this, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? So if the Lord is for us, like, what else do we need? If he is for us, what else do we need? That gives us 
all the assurance we need. He will walk with us even through the valley of the shadow of death. He's there to comfort us. Proverbs 18 verse 10 says this, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. So we, ha- we have safety with the Lord. Later in Psalm 119, it says, Hold me up that I may be safe and have regard for your statutes continually. So this cry from the psalmist to be held up, to be kept safe with him. So we have this safety in Jesus and we have this security in Jesus. Like our security is found in none other than Jesus Christ. We are secure. If you have Jesus as your Savior, then you have security in him. Here's what it says in Proverbs 1. Whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Now notice just one thing here. So you'll dwell secure and and be at ease. It says without dread of disaster. It doesn't say without disaster, right? Right? So I mean, if we're walking with Jesus, that doesn't mean, and if we know Jesus, that doesn't mean like bad things aren't going to happen. It doesn't mean that even disaster might occur. But notice what it says. We'll be at ease without dread of disaster. I think one of the most profound statements of someone's uh, witness and someone's faith in Jesus is, is how they handle and talk about different things that might come into their life and then how they actually handle them once they come. Now, to be sure, many of us can be struck down by some of the worst of worst tragedies that can occur and they can set us back for a while but the confidence when we think about walking with jesus and that whatever he might bring here's the thing when we're talking about dwelling in safety it's that god himself will deliver us to him in heaven we have nothing to be afraid of we have nothing to fear because the end for the believer is eternity with god himself Why should we fear? Why should we fear? Psalm 91 says this, He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. Now, the psalmist doesn't guarantee that any of those things won't happen, What he he says is you won't fear those happening. Why? Because you have God by your side. And even if it comes to the point of death, he will deliver you safely into the arms of himself. Now, how many of you know the Peanuts comic strip? Now, I asked one of my kids that the other day, and they looked at me kind of strangely, and I'm like, Charlie Brown. And they're like, oh, okay. So Charlie Brown, right? And every year, the Charlie Brown Christmas special is played. Now, if you all have not seen that, it, you should, because the, the, the Christian message comes out like crystal clear in it. It's crazy that they still play it on broadcast TV, but they do. And that one of the key characters is Linus. And what does Linus, if you, if you are familiar with the cartoon, uh, what, what does Linus always have with him? His blanket, right? His blue blanket. He's usually pictured with his blanket, just like in the picture behind me. And a number of the cartoons, if you watch them, they deal with, with Linus and, he, and, and like Charlie Brown or Lucy. They're like begging him to like give up his blanket. Like because he's kind of sharp at times. He kind of comes off a little bit astute, but he's always dragging around this little blue blanket, right? 
So you watch it, and, and then Snoopy's even in there trying to steal the blanket, right? Like dogs like to do. Why won't he let go of it? It's his security blanket, right? For some kids, it's a blanket. For others, it's a doll or a bear. What about adults and our security blankets? For some, it's our job or how much we have in our retirement accounts or the property we own. I mean, those can make us feel safe and secure, just like the blanket that Linus drags around. But even, even, even the blanket and even those things I just mentioned, like those are temporary, and they don't last. I want you to notice something. We're going to play a clip, and Linus is going to tell us what the real meaning of Christmas is. And I want you to notice what he does with his blanket. And I want you to notice when he does it. Now, if you're not watching carefully, you're going to miss it. All right? But let's watch this clip. So when does Linus drop his blanket? When he says, fear not. Right? Did you catch it? Did you see that? And Linus doesn't need a security blanket anymore. He, he drops it. and he, Actually, if you, if you watch to the end of the entire show, he ends up using it to wrap around like the skirting of the Christmas tree. He doesn't need it anymore. Why? Because he realizes he has nothing to fear when it comes to the true Christmas story that God sent his son for us. So whatever's holding you back or whatever you're holding on to instead of Jesus, like I encourage you to give it up and trust in the one who can truly keep you secure. Fear not. Like This is the echo that we hear reverberate throughout the scriptures over and over and over. Do not fear. Why not? Because God has this. And God will be with us, and God will never forsake us. If you look back at Luke 1, you can see the change that occurs in Zechariah and Mary and the shepherds. So go back to Luke 1. Now, Zechariah, because he, he doubted, he ends up um, being told, you're going to be mute until the baby is born. So his son, which is John the Baptist, is born. And look what he says in verse 64 of Luke chapter 1. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, and he spoke. And what does he do? Blesses God. That's the result after he sees how God is working and he comes to trust in the Lord at a deeper level. Look at Mary. Look, Mary in chapter, in chapter 2, we see what she does. After all these things, Jesus has been born. The shepherds appear. It says in verse 19, Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. So Zechariah is troubled, but now he's blessing God. Mary is greatly troubled, but now she's treasuring up what God is doing through her and around her. What about the shepherds? Look at verse 20 in chapter 2. Originally they were filled with great fear. Now what are they doing? The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. So before they're filled with great fear, now they're glorifying and praising God. Like these would make great before and after pics. You know, if you had a little snapshot of each one of them. Before, there's fear. There's trembling. There's uncertainty. After, there's hope. There's rejoicing and there's praising. 
So what happens to all the fear in the first two chapters of Luke? The fear and the troublesomeness is driven out. And what's it replaced with? God himself. His love, his mercy, his grace, his assurance towards us, the very words that the heavenly hosts say in Luke 2, peace among those with whom he is pleased. And God offers us his peace through his son Jesus. Man has fear without God. Man's fear dissipates with God. And when God assures us, the fear goes away. The birth of Jesus, what does it mean? The birth of Jesus means that God himself intervenes to directly deal with our sins. The birth of Jesus means God entered into time for a time so that at the right time he could lay down his life for all time. The birth of Jesus means fear is replaced with rejoicing. Fear not. The birth of Jesus means that our sorrows are but for a moment, but our joy is everlasting. Psalm 30, verse 5 says, Weeping may tarry for the night. What comes in the morning? Joy comes in the morning. And the birth of Jesus means we no longer have to fear. We no longer live in fear or trepidation. We live with hope and expectation. God, from the beginning of time, was bringing his perfect plan to pass. And the birth of Jesus allows us to simply drop the false security we've been grasping onto. We can let go of the blue blankets and grasp hold of Jesus himself. He offers us safety and security, which is found true, truly only found in Jesus himself. How do we get that? By trusting in what he did for us. He wasn't just born a baby. Yes, he was the God-man, but he lived a life for about 30 years and ended up being crucified. And when he was crucified, our sins were placed upon him. Why? So that the penalty was paid and we had a way back to the Father. So if you trust in Jesus for what he did for you on that cross, then he offers you the gift of eternal life. He offers you restoration with God the Father. He offers you eternal life. I encourage you today to trust in him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that here it is Christmas Eve and we are rejoicing and celebrating the birth of your son that you sent him into this world for us. It truly is the meaning of Christmas that God became man to save mankind. Father, we ask that you would speak to people's hearts now whatever things they've been grasping onto or holding onto, they'd let go and trust in you completely. They'd find their safety and security in you. Give them the gift of faith. We thank you that you are such a good and gracious God that when you come on the scene, the fear goes away. Lord, help us to trust you more. Help us, Lord, to walk with you rightly. Wipe away our fears, our troubles, Lord, knowing that you are there 
that you walk with us, that you'll never leave us or forsake us. Do this for your glory, we pray. Amen.